The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome, boys and girls, back to Brutal Nation for a brand new week. This is the podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, the illustrious Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one and the only. Your glasses okay over there this time, blind woman? Well, Jesus I got the Christ. lens in for now, but the plastic piece isn't on there, so I'll have to like take them off periodically because it'll make my nose break out. It's freaking Tammy Underwood over there. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. So she was bitching at me earlier this week. She said, God damn it, my fucking glasses fell apart. So I said, hey, take them over to this place. Uh, you know, They do free eyeglass repair. Yeah, and it's where I shit. got them. So. And uh, she's, I'm going to do that. And then she's here in the studio, and you know her fucking face is falling off. Where the fuck my is face isn't falling off, you dick. Fuck is happening with her over there. So, guys, this week here is a very special week. It's We're, awesome this week. By the end of this week, on Friday, we'll be celebrating our 100th fucking episode, which yep. is going to be an extended episode. We're all excited about it. We're going to be popping out some wine over here. Uh, yeah, and we're going to launch our Patreon on Friday, too, so we'll talk about that. Oh, sweet. Yeah, because yeah. you, you got all the information on that, and I'm sitting yeah. over here. I well, just, we ha- still have a few things to iron out, but it'll be I look pretty and Friday. just shake my head a lot and go, okay, yeah, okay, no, okay, yeah, no, Really? Yes. You're going to say you look pretty? I always look pretty. Dude. No matter what. Okay. Because I'm fabulous. So you say. I like <laughs> this little thing that you got for yourself that I've kind of taken over. Uh, my little desk caddy? Y- yeah. Yeah, eventually it's going to make its way back over to my desk. Yeah, so you say, but I don't think so. Okay. All right, you, so. You can get me one. That's today okay. is part two of Janine Jones. Yes, Janine Jones. Um, we talked about her, um, you know, because why isn't my mouse working? Son of a bitch. Spank oh, it. I'm going to have to. Spank the mouse. To. Shut up. Be nice to me. I am. Bitch. I'm just saying spank the mouse. Um, anyways, we need to, um, she, remember she, um, she lost her dad and her brother and kind of like started becoming like Munchausen syndrome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. then it's like, she tried to be a beautician. Then she thought, oh no, can't happen because I might, um, you know. It was the chemicals, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a chemical. She was afraid of getting cancer even though <laughs> she was adopted. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm remembering. Yeah. That. Yeah. I remember that. And I remember us talking about, dude. You're adopted. You don't share the bloodline or DNA with these folks. Ex- so <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but she, um, she was working at the hospital there. Um, I can't remember where. It's in Texas. I know that. Anyway, she was working at the hospital. And remember, she, they had all those deaths, and she would like go like do weird shit, like grieve and oh, and run with the baby. Yeah, and... run with the baby. Yeah, and, okay, like, I'm, I'm caught up. Yeah. Now. So then she got fired from there, and um, they, she was just like you know, she had to move on. Um, <laughs> well, you think yeah. she's not going to sit there and go, "Hey, I'm out of a job. I'm just going to live on the streets." Yeah, and... pretty much. Um, suck dick for crack or anything. You're she's not. Got, she's got some skills. No, I do it for free. I don't need crack or anything. Five dollar. <laughs> anyway, so now she's trying to find another job. And this is in the early 80s. So um, she ends up, in 1982, Dr. Kathleen Holland opened up her, um, opened up a pediatric clinic in Kerrville. 
Texas. Um, Do you know where Kerrville is? No. It's got to be some place. I've never heard of it. Uh, um, okay. It's, it's inconsequential. Right. But anyways, she, um, it's got to be somewhere near Bear County. That tells me so much. B-E-X-A-R. Bear County. No. B-E-A-R or B-A-R-E. That's bear. But I, they spell it B-E-X-A-R. I well, don't you know, know what. They can fuck themselves because that's not how you spell bear. Well, they are in Texas. Anyways, she, <laughs> says you know, she gets, <laughs> she opens up this pediatric clinic in um, Kerrville, but she's not a general practitioner. She's a specialist. Okay. Like she specializes in pediatrics or? Well, not just that, but like, it's not like she was a pediatri- just a pediatrician. Um, she handled like some very severe cases in oh, okay. the clinic as opposed to just being a general practitioner who does, you know, checkups and shit. Gotcha, gotcha, She did gotcha. them both, but anyways. Um, she needed to hire a nurse, and she had worked with Jean at Bear County Hospital with her and thought she was a great nurse. Um, during the internal investigation that they had, she actually testified on Janine's behalf. So um, she, some people had warned her, though, without coming out and giving a reason not to hire Janine. They'd be like, don't do it. And she ignored the warnings and... The way she saw it, Janine was just a victim in what she had come to know as a male-dominated medical world, which it was. It it is, but you also have to think about the time that it's in. We talked about this before. uh, All the way, I would say, through the 90s, it was one of those things like if you knew that somebody was doing something, especially in the medical field, that was Oh, yeah, you kind of turned a blind eye. Yeah, you went, hey, I don't want to even be involved in that. Yeah. um, Because they're going to think that I did it, too. So I'm just going to... you know. And and we saw that with... um, Oh. We've seen it with everybody. Colin, especially. Yeah, Colin they, and Harvey, especially. Yeah. Uh, where, where they sat there and went, okay, look, we know that you're doing some fucked up shit. Well, and Hogel, too, in Germany, remember? Oh, yeah. And him, yeah. too. Where they just, you know what? We're but, not going to say anything. Here's yeah. a letter of recommendation. Yeah. Go do your nefarious shit some fucking place else. Either, and they yeah. didn't say nothing. It, it's so, like yeah. resign or, you know, take a lesser job over there and but we'll give you a great recommendation so you can get hired right you and know so like, i mean it's, no, dude, it's the no. 80s it just seems to me personally that across the board that's what was happening yeah uh, no matter if it was like you know like somebody who's like on a just like a, a janitor or right, somebody right. who's like runs the whole entire hospital yeah they were all doing the same thing hey well look, yeah because harvey just... was an orderly right yeah but um so where was i Oh, so she fully believed that Janine was fully competent nurse who deserved a second chance. Um, that's why she hired her and assigned her the position of a pediatric clinician as opposed to just a um, medical, instead of just the regular nurse, she was there to like do triage and shit like that. Oh, okay. I was, yeah. I was sitting there wondering, what the hell is a clinician? Yeah, they to, do okay, more. It's more than just like giving shots and taking temperatures and blood pressure. Um, so she even helped Janine make the move to Kerrville, renting rooms to the nurse and her two children. Did they use rectal thermometers? What? Did they use rectal thermometers? I don't know, but that has got to, that is so mean to do that on an infant. That's mean to do it to anybody. Like even my, even the dogs that I've had in the past, I sit there oh, and I, I, I sit know, there, can you just too. put it underneath his tongue or something? Uh, no, we have to put it in his butt. Well, great. I can't be in here because you know what? Dog's not going to respect me anymore. <laughs> He's going to look at me like, no, dude, you totally violated One me. of two things is going to happen. Either the dog's going to look at me and go, dude, you're not my friend. Or he's going to look at me and go, hey, Scott. <laughs> like your cat does. So, <laughs> no, she have a thermometer. Is it the, the backdoor type? 
<laughs> right? Like and, your cat looks at you? Yes. <laughs> your exactly. cat is bizarre. My cat loves me on a whole different level, considering it, yeah. that I don't even fucking like cats. I know, dude. I know. So um, sometime after the clinic opened uh, and Janine began working there, Patty McClellan took her eight-month-old baby, Chelsea, in to be seen on September 17, 1982. Um, the clinic had just opened on September 16th, so the day before. Oh, okay. And it was close to where the McClellans lived, and Chelsea had symptoms that indicated she had a cold. Um, she was born premature, so, you know, you kind of have to watch out for that. I had to watch out for my son getting RSV because it's a respiratory disease. Oh, it can okay. be kind of fatal. You can tell by that look on my face. Yeah. Like- the fuck is that? Yeah, it's a respiratory disease. It can be kind of fatal. But when I went into labor a month before I actually delivered, they gave me a steroid shot. So my son's lungs were very developed, but still, they told me to worry about it. Um, so at some point during the visit, Janine took little Chelsea into a separate area while Dr. Holland had a conversation with Patty. Or Petty. I'm sorry. Her name was at Patty. It was Petty. P-E-T-T-I. Who the fuck names I know. kid Petty? I, I don't know. Unless your name is Tom... Petty should not be in your fucking name. I know, I know. But soon after they started playing, Janine claims that Chelsea simply stopped breathing, which she had a cold, so it wasn't like, oh my God, why is she doing this? It like could have been a, you know. I don't know. Uh, The kid's got a fucking cold, man. I know, but she's only, I mean, she was born premature and she was only eight months old. That could have happened. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, To me, it still sounds odd. But then she actually quickly um, put, put a oxygen mask on the kid on the baby and they rushed her to the emergency room nearby it it was called sid peterson hospital and chelsea quickly recovered which was a relief and at the time both chelsea's parents were singing the praises of janine and her competence as a nurse in this situation because they're like oh my child quit breathing she hurried up and got an oxygen mask on her Hmm. yeah so word quickly spread about the clinic and it's amazing staff so right around nine months later, Chelsea was brought into the clinic again. And that day she was actually just there for a routine checkup, a well baby check. Um, and she was the first patient to be seen at, that day. And Petty took Chelsea into the <coughs> clinic, at which time Dr. Holland ordered that she receive two standard vaccines. Okay. Which my son, it was so funny one time he got them, but Janine had barely given her the first injection when Chelsea appeared to be having difficulty breathing again. So she was having what appeared to be, she was having what appeared to be a seizure. Why do I have having twice? Um, But at that point, Petty asked her to stop with the injections and Janine ignored her. She was like, no, I'm still giving them. So she proceeded with, I got to scroll down. I hate having not having my mouse. So she proceeded with a second injection and Chelsea stopped breathing. And so she began to convulse as she was struggling to take a breath. And then she suddenly became limp. Um, the staff at the clinic quickly called an ambulance and they took Chelsea straight to the same hospital as the first time. And they had her there within nine minutes and she had already inserted and had already inserted a breathing tube down her throat. Um, and Janine insisted on going with Chelsea to the hospital and she carried the little girl in her arms the entire way. But then we've seen that with, you know, the other ones. Dude, so, we're talking abroad yeah. who, uh, and I said broad and now I'm going to hate me all on that too, but, uh, we're talking about a sugar tits, a, a sugar tits that fucking, 
she's killing off babies and and kids, and then she's grabbing them out of you know the yeah, fucking yeah. She's like th- doing like weird grieving shit, running down the damn hallway. Yeah. No, the baby's dead. Oh. Yeah, it's shit like that. that it's fine. Yeah, she was just weird. The nothing that this chick is doing right now surprises me based on the previous information. Right. True. True. So um, when Chelsea started to become coherent, she tried to take the tube out herself. And at that point, Dr. Holland replaced the tube with a larger one and gave Chelsea a sedative. Right? Okay. Yeah, which, I mean, is normal because I remember when my dad was on um, a ventilator, they kept him on propofol, which is the one Michael Jackson OD'd on. Oh, okay. It's very strong, but they did that so that he wouldn't, like, take the tube out himself. Did Billy Jean help him? Did he feel the thriller? No, because Billie moonwalk? Jean was not his lover. <laughs> She's just a girl. Who thought that he was the one? Yeah. <laughs> so um, some reports indicate that Janine said, and they said there wouldn't be any excitement when we came to Kerrville. Yeah, because of the emergency okay, with Chelsea. Okay, but you and, know, that's, that's kind of a common thing. If, yeah. Because no, it's a small town. Yeah, and, and she's living in a lonely world, small town girl. Okay, no, I dig, okay. She's on the midnight train going, going anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> so as it turned out, there was actually a lot of excitement going on in the clinic, way more than most clinics ever got. Um, as it happens, Janine was at the center of all of this. But while they were at the Sid Peterson Hospital, Dr. Holland arranged to have Chelsea taken to a different hospital where they could perform some neurological tests. Okay, okay. Yeah, it makes sense if she's yeah. having seizures and shit. Exactly. So when the ambulance arrived to take the child, Janine and Dr. Holland actually rode with her. And along the way, Chelsea quit breathing again. And this time her heart stopped. And when this happened, Janine gave the child a couple of injections where Dr. Holland gave a heart massage. And despite their efforts, Chelsea remained unresponsive. And the ambulance detoured to a closer hospital. And they continued to work on the child for 20 minutes with no response. And it was obvious there was nothing more they could do. And she was pronounced dead. That's fucked up, I know. Isn't that sad? She was like a year old. It's not even the age. It's just at any age. You just went through a bunch of trauma, man. Number one, you had probably something stuck up your butt to figure out what your temperature is. But that's besides the point. And then you're going through all this other shit just to end up dying in a hospital. I mean, right. It's, it's a lot of stuff to happen in a short amount of time. Exactly. I mean, and like you said, it's traumatic no matter what the age, but a one-year-old can't under, doesn't comprehend what's going on. So it's reported that Janine just sobbed when Chelsea died, well, and she duh. cleaned up the body and wrapped it in a clean blanket and took her to the ch- her parents. So when um, she handed Chelsea to Petty, the mother thought her daughter was just sleeping, and she couldn't accept the fact that her baby girl was gone. Which I understand. Okay, I, I, is that like common practice though to hand your the dead baby? Well, to the usually the parents, if they're not in the room, they allow the parents to come in and hold the child and do their grieving before they take the baby away. But I wouldn't think it was normal for her to walk down the hall with a dead baby. It just all sounds a little morbid. I, it's just, yeah, that's well, just it's me. true. It sounds but, very morbid. I mean, I have a friend who had a stillbirth, and they allowed her to hold her child and everything before they took him away. Yeah. But um, they all went back to Sid Peterson Hospital. And when they arrived, Janine carried Chelsea down to the morgue herself. And Dr. Holland ordered an autopsy. Uh, She wasn't going to just write her death off as a cardiac arrest, especially since the whole situation was odd. Yeah. You know, and Chelsea wasn't at the clinic for any specific complaint. She was just there to have her well baby exam. 
And the pathologist performed the autopsy, and while Dr. Holland was awaiting the results, the McClellans made funeral arrangements. A few weeks later, the results of the autopsy came back, and according to the reports, it was determined that Chelsea's cause of death was SIDS. Um, so new tests were actually ordered later that changed those results. But I have a problem with them calling it SIDS because it's not like she was sleeping. I was going to say, but they use SIDS from what I can a tell. A lot. On it's kind children. of it's just kind of a blanket term, right? When they can't an like, unexplained we death, we don't know why this motherfucker died. Yeah, since yeah, I mean, but usually it's more common when the child is laying down to sleep as opposed to being awake. Right. And That's everything. what I would think. Yeah, yeah. So Patty Mc, Petty McClellan was not able to cope with the loss of her daughter. Reports say that while they had the funeral, she suddenly started screaming before she fainted. And after that incident, her family actually sent her to get some psychiatric help. Oh, good. Yeah. And although she seemed to spend a great deal of time in a fog after that, she was still suffering from tremendous grief. Um, one week after the funeral, she went to the cemetery to lay flowers at Chelsea's grave. And as she was walking up to the gravesite, she saw Janine. Um, what was odd to her was that Janine wasn't just kneeling at the foot of a child's grave. Janine was there sobbing uncontrollably as she was crying out the child's name repeatedly. And she was also rocking back and forth as if she were in anguish and it was her child herself. Um, it was really weird. So Petty was confused, so she asked Janine, what are you doing here? And when she heard the woman's question, Janine just turned and looked at her with a blank stare. And Petty described it as if the nurse were in a trance. Um, however, Janine didn't say anything. She just turned and walked away. And when she left, Petty noticed something odd. While Janine had left some flowers, she had removed a bow that was left on the child's grave. Like she had to take a piece of whatever was there. Bizarre, but okay. Yeah. So, um, scroll down. When Dr. Holland's clinic first opened in Kerrville, many parents were glad it was available. Um, Prior to Chelsea, there was a two-month period that summer when seven different children had a seizure while they were in the office. And during one of the incidents, Chelsea turned to a worried mother and indicated the child was simply throwing a temper tantrum as opposed to having a seizure. Jesus Christ, Yeah, man. And the <laughs> this understatement nearly cost the young child her life. Every time there was an incident with one of the children, Dr. Holland had them transferred to Sid Peterson Hospital. She, and she never got suspicious of the fact the children were having seizures because, um, however, one of the other staff members recalls witnessing Janine inject a child with something right before they had a seizure. Um, the hospital, on the other hand, was very suspicious. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were working with a significant number of children that were being afflicted with the same from the same clinic. They just knew that there was something weird going on. And especially since each of the children made such a miraculous recovery when they got to the hospital. Um, the reason Dr. Holland didn't think there was anything odd is because she was a specialist. She wasn't a generalist. And it wouldn't be odd that the worst cases were brought to her clinic. Okay. okay. She was just relieved that all of the children made a full recovery except for Chelsea. Um, so then Chelsea, McCle when she died, Dr. Holland and Chelsea's parents were devastated. What made it worse was the fact Chelsea wasn't even that sick and she came into the when she came in. The odd thing is the same day that Chelsea died, 
Janine had returned to the clinic to see more patients, and her first patient was a little boy. And while he was in the clinic, he too had a seizure and needed resuscitation. Yeah. So here's what gets me. It's her friend that opened up this clinic. Yeah, somebody who was on her side and advocated for her and everything. So, like, you know, I I talk about Brandon and Fred and everything like that, but let's talk about a, a super good friend of mine, Craig. Okay. If Craig was working for me in that capacity. Right. And all of a sudden, I you know, like a lot of kids are coming up having seizures every time that yeah. he's seeing them um, type of a thing. Yeah, you would get suspicious. He's a good friend of mine. Love Craig to death. But I'd be like, um, dude, what, what the fuck? Yeah, what's what going on? What the fuck's on? going on here? Because exactly. it just seems like every time that you see a baby, it has a fucking seizure. Right. You look at it and it yeah. has a seizure. Well, and he's such a nice guy. Anyways, so it would, you know, it'd be like, you know, out of character and so it, it you would, would question it. Anyway, because Craig is really, he's, he is. he's a hell of a guy. Man. He's an awesome guy. I mean, he's a mutual friend, and I just, I mean, he's so funny. Yeah, there's nothing I wouldn't do for yeah. Gregory, man. So, is that his real name, or you just call him I that? I just call him Gregory. Okay. The child recovered and was stabilized. However, his parents later said that it looked like Janine was excited, almost giddy during the whole episode. And were t- when tests were conducted on him, they conducted that there was no medical reason for him to have the unexpected incident. Um, so right around that same time, a doctor at Sid Peterson Hospital discovered some disturbing information. He found out that there was an increased amount of infant deaths at the previous hospital where Janine worked. And that he could have saved a ton of money by switching to Geico. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> And he took this information to an oversight committee, and they soon figured out that she must be doing something to the children. The committee decided to question Dr. Holland, so they brought her in and asked her if she used succinylcholine, which is a potent muscle relaxer at her clinic. And she indicated that she had some on stock, but had never used it. Um, While they were questioning her, they notified the Texas Rangers that something was going on. Walker. I know you walked away from your mic and you like you heard that and you came over. I really, really wanted an apple, so I thought that you wouldn't be. Yeah, Walker, that, Walker, yeah, Chuck guess Norris. Guess what you need? Dude. You're fucked now. Chuck Norris is after you. I know, dude. The only one that better would be Bruce Lee, but whatever. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Dude, Bruce Lee whooped Chuck Norris's ass twice. Yeah, only in the movies. Okay, so they did not tell her that they filed this report with the um, with the Rangers. Um, when Dr. Holland was done being questioned, she went back to the clinic and talked to Janine about what they had discussed. And a short time later, Janine came into Dr. Holland's office and assured her that the missing bottle of succinylcholine had been located. Doctor didn't even know it was missing. Holy shit. Yeah. The cap was missing. And that's when Dr. Holland became suspicious. Um, on September 27th, Janine left the clinic for lunch, and Dr. Holland began her own investigation. She examined the bottles of succinylcholine that she had on hand, and both of them were nearly full. However, one of them had telltale pinpricks in the rubber stopper, which we all know that means it's been, you know. Been used, yeah. Yeah. So, um... She asked Janine about it when she returned, and the nurse couldn't give a valid reason for the oddity. Um, let's see, I miss. Oh, she even suggested that Dr. Holland should just get rid of the bottles in an effort to avoid suspicion from anybody. Yeah, like cover your tracks, <laughs> right? Um, 
So Dr. Holland was shocked by this suggestion. She later found out that the bottle that had pinpricks was actually filled with saline and not succinylcholine. That means that she found out someone was using a dangerous medication that could paralyze people. But not just paralyze them, but make it so all they could do is lay there unable to move. Yeah. That's fucked up. It means their brain's working and everything, but they can't talk and they can't move. Holy fuck. Yeah. So they wouldn't be able to get anybody's attention or let somebody know that something was wrong. And Dr. Holland could do, before she could do anything, Dr. Holland, about the succinylcholine, she had another crisis on her hand. Janine informed her that she herself had overdosed on doxepin, which is an anti-anxiety medication. She was taking to get her stomach pumped. And as it happens, check this out. She didn't overdose. The hospital staff there were able to determine she had only taken about four pills. I don't know what the dosing is, so... Eh, well, you it's go. usually one pill a day. Oh, okay. So, yeah, taking four is not really an overdose. Um, however, emergency personnel was forced to treat her because she had actually faked being in a semi-coma. Yeah. Dude. There was one time when my dad faked a heart attack because he wanted attention when they went to go do the paddles. He's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like that was my dad. Um, that's a, that's a, a miracle yeah, no, from Jesus. No, I feel great I'm, now. I'm fine now. <laughs> so not long after that, Doctor Holland discovered that there had been another bottle of succinylcholine ordered, and however, that bottle was missing. She had no choice. Her ethics warranted her dismissing Janine, and so she fired Janine on September 28th. After that, she actually told the committee at the hospital and the authorities that she would invest, she would cooperate any way she could. You know, she was being fully cooperative. Um, Even though she had fired Janine and was cooperating, she was facing more backlash. Families refused to bring their children to her clinic anymore, and Sid Peterson Hospital suspended her privileges there. Holy fuck. Uh, Yeah, so Dr. Holland seemed to be losing everything. Thing. Her husband even filed for a divorce around that time. Jesus Christ, what a dick. Yeah. However, that wasn't go- everything going on. Dr. Holland discovered evidence that indicated Janine was attempting to frame her. She was starting to become afraid for her own life. You know, so on October 12th, a grand jury assembled in Kerr County. They held hearings regarding the eight cases of children from the clinic that had suffered respiratory issues emergency ones they even included the case of chelsea mcclellan so they exhumed her body in an effort to test her tissue for the per- for the presence of succinylcholine as luck would have it there was a place in sweden that had developed a method to do just that it was actually expensive but worth it the tests were taken to determine that her death had indeed been caused by the medication and the only drawback is that they couldn't prove it was Janine who actually gave her the inject the shot, especially since no one had witnessed her do it. In February of 1983, San Antonio um, assembled another grand jury. This one was looking at into the 47 incidents involving children who had died at Bear County. Um, all of the incidents had happened over a four-year period, which happened to line up with Janine's employment there. <laughs> Go figure. I know, dude, right? So the authorities brought in three former hospital employees, w- including Janine, so both grand juries could question them. They also questioned Dr. Holland. 
add that to the fact Chelsea's parents had named her and Janine in a wrongful death lawsuit. Um, that's what it took for Dr. Holland to turn against Janine. She was like, you know what? I'm done protecting you. Um, she gave the district attorney what he needed to go after, you know, the nurse for the crimes. And the most incriminating evidence she had was the information of the, about the bottles of succinylcholine. You know, one had saline, one was missing, you know. Yeah. And the grand jury in Kerr County, when they finished their invest, they finished their investigation first. And so they indicted Janine with one count of murder for Chelsea. And she also faced several other charges for the injuries on the other seven children. Um, for all of these charges, Janine was actually looking at a possible sentence of 99 years. Okay. 99 years in prison on the wall. 99 <laughs> years in prison. <laughs> Finish one down. Pass it around. So the authorities held her in Kerr County with a $225,000 bond. Oh, I'm getting heartburn. I shouldn't have eaten, had that coffee. So the Thames over there? Uh, yeah, but I, also, I think I brought some of my other um, heartburn meds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, in November, when the grand jury in San Antonio indicted Janine, this time they were chain- charging her for deliberately injecting four-week Rolando Santos with heparin. That's the one that... Right. You know, I remember that one. Yeah. That was the only charge at the time. However, Janine was still a suspect in the other 10 deaths at the hospital, other 10 infants. Okay. The administration at the facilities that employed Janine were absolutely appalled by the allegations. Why? They knew it was going on. That pissed me off. Because it's plausible like, deniability. I know, right? So in addition to that, they also seemed to be embarrassed. They were embarrassed because it was clear they had known something was afoot. I love that term. Uh, Yet they had not taken any action. Um, Janine was in jail when she supposedly told a cellmate, I always cry when babies die. You can almost explain away an adult death. When you look at an adult die, you can say they've had a full life. When a baby dies, they've been cheated. Which... That makes sense. That's why my mom didn't go into pediatrics. She went into geriatrics. And when the baby dies around me, I kind of have a gut feeling of how it died. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of throw a temper tantrum so nobody looks at the fact that, you know. I'm a baby goer. Yeah. Um, shit. I scrolled it down too far. Um, Janine also claimed that death threats were coming to her in the mail. However, when she handed the notes over, they all, all appeared to be in the same handwriting with the same misspellings as the note she herself sent to a nurse in San Antonio on one, one occasion. <laughs> so Janine's attorneys managed to get a change of venue, so her trial was actually held in Georgetown, Texas. And in the meantime, she freely gave interviews to reporters. Of course, she wants the attention. Yeah. Her attorney wasn't happy because he was trying to build a credible defense and the interviews undermined this. And he feared that if the case went all the way to trial, she would do the same thing on the stand. You know, for that reason, he asked the courts to replace him. He asked to be reassigned, you know, have it reassigned. I love it when an attorney looks at their client and goes, you know what? Fuck this bitch. I know, right? Um, Hang on. My screen, like, freaking, that's what I hate about using the thingy here um but then um she had two separate trials the first one was for the murder of chelsea and the injuries of the 10 children and it began on january 15 1984 
The trial po- prosecutors claimed that Janine had what's known as a hero complex, which we talked about that one time. Mm-hmm. And in other words, she felt like she had to take all the children right to the edge of death. Then she would bring them back to life so that she would be considered their ultimate savior. Yeah, it's that little self-esteem thing. Yeah. So there was one former co-worker that reported Janine wanted to go out and seek more children that could be brought to the ICU. And she supposedly said, they're out there. All you have to do is find them. Like, dude, seriously? Hey, little boy. <laughs> come into my nurse's room. Come to the ICU. Come to the ICU, yeah. little boy. What's the worst that can happen? Right. <laughs> so many witnesses actually came forward to testify that Janine always contradicted herself. She would tell one individual that she had injected the child with some type of substance. Then she would turn around and tell another person it had been something completely different. Um, When all was said and done, her behavior alone was suspicious. The authorities even found out that she had asked specifically to be sent to a seminar. Because remember, she'd go to seminars on medication. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she asked to be sent to a seminar seminar that focused on (laughs) succinylcholine and the use of it. So she knew full well what it would do. Um, However, some think her actions were due to a more somewhat mundane motive that she enjoyed the thrill as well as the attention she received during each incident. And there's absolutely no doubt she had gone through the standard escalation process, including taking more risks. Okay. All right. Yeah. None of her victims could tell anyone what she had done. And each one was completely at her mercy. Therefore, she was free to incite more emergencies on a continual basis. And these were all classic signs that she also suffered from Munchausen syndrome by proxy which she had already been diagnosed with munchausen because of her like hypochondria and everything right so she was getting the attention she craved from the doctors whenever she made someone sick okay because then she would be like oh he's sick and diagnose him right so the one excuse that nobody gave for her actions was that janine was acting out events that had happened um at, to her as a child. She even hinted to her friends that she had been abused, but nobody set forward to uh, confirm her claims. That's the thing. I don't really think she was even abused. Like, I don't seriously. think so either because her dad, I mean, maybe he didn't give her all the attention because he had boys too, but at the same time, there was nothing in her childhood that I could find that indicated any sort of abuse. You know, okay, we're both parents and I've got multiple children. Probably more than I even know about. But you I'm know, waiting. <laughs> you know, shit, that knock at the door. <laughs> 50 kids later. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, we, we're adults. We all fucking get busy and shit like that. Right. You know, and what are we supposed to do? Pay attention to our kid 24-7 when we're trying to work and, and shit like that. It's impossible. It's fucking impossible. This is true. So, this is true because, I mean... I only had one child, but I would watch other kids. And my son used to get so jealous of them because I'd have to pay attention to them, too. It's like, dude, are you serious right now? Yeah, there was one kid named Isaac that I used to babysit, and my son just despised him. And he would do little shit, and Isaac would throw a temper tantrum. And so I'd be like, Isaac, you have to stop. And my son told me years later that he did that. I'm like, you are so mean, you little shit. Yeah, you know. You got your, you got all your kids together, and this guy's got the boys and the girl and what have you. Yeah, and he, he, you got to spread that shit around. So if she's sitting there, and go, I was abused and neglected. No, you weren't, you stupid twat. Fuck I was gonna you. say, and your kids are kind of separated. Oh shoot, sorry. 
I wasn't expecting. I was trying to find something, and <laughs> I got this. Yeah, thing. My, my my kids are pretty far apart yeah. in age. I can't get it to turn down. There we go. <laughs> um, so where was I? Oh, most of what was presented at the first trial were brought up again during the second trial. However, it was specific to Janine's actions at Bear County. Um, there were statistics presented that indicated children on the unit were 25% more likely to suffer from a cardiac event when Janine was on staff. And of the children suffering a cardiac arrest, 10% were likely to die. Right? So that's kind of, you know, pretty <laughs> Jesus high Christ, numbers. Man, yeah. So there was a psychiatric exam ordered. However, it failed to offer Janine the testimony that was necessary to claim the insanity defense, which I'm we all knew that was crazy. coming. That's why I'm killing children. I'm, right? well, we know you're crazy, but you're still coherent I enough keep doing to it the wrong fucking way. stand trial. Yeah, precisely. Um, instead, her lawyers tried a different tactic. They brought forth people that testified Janine was nothing but a responsible and competent nurse. Uh, completely devoted to her patients. Do you have to go check that? Nope. Okay. If I didn't put it on warm, I'm doing pulled pork, so bear with me. Yeah. In the first trial, the jury broke and deliberated for three short hours. Not four and a half minutes. I'm still waiting. Damn it. Come on, yeah. Texas. Get your shit together, too. Dude, We're especially to... Texas, right? Texas, you guys are the ones who put, like, if three credible witnesses saw you kill somebody, you put them right to the front of the fucking line. Oh, precisely. Get, get I... I have faith for the great state of Texas that you can beat that four and a half minutes. Right. I have well, faith in Texas in and Florida are more apt to um, execute somebody than any other state who has a death oh, penalty. Yeah, I love those states because they are. They're, they're, they're the fuck it. Yeah. Kill them state. They, yeah. They they're like, you know what? Fuck this shit. They don't give two shits. So, right. Hey, look, we know that you're a killer. We saw what you did to the body. You're pretty fucked up. Do I get an appeal? I know you get to die. Yeah. That's what you get to exactly. do. You get to die. But I want an appeal again. I want a Big Mac. So yeah. you know, I'll have things we want. Exactly. Um, so on February 15th, 1984, they convicted Janine of murder and handed down the maximum sentence 99 years. In October that same year, she was found guilty in her second trial. With the two sentences combined, she received a total of 159 years. However, they did give her the possibility of parole on the table. Right? Here's the whole kicker. Um, Janine was suspected of being responsible for the deaths of other children while she was employed at Bear County. Um, however, the facility had shredded approximately 9,000 pounds of pharmacy records. And this action, I know, like it was the in trial, right? (laughs) No shit. Yeah. And this action destroyed any of the potential evidence against her. And they did all this despite the subpoena from the grand jury when, which required them to turn them over. Like that Garth Brooks song. She's got friends in low places. Right. Well, you would think it was just like. Remember when um, Enron and Exxon shredded all those documents? Uh huh. I mean, they got in trouble. Why didn't this pharmacy? So most of Janine's superiors at Bear, who <laughs> were protecting her, uh, wound up resigning from the facility, and the clinic in Kerrville settled the suit that was brought against them—the wrongful death, which you know is right. It's, yeah, yeah, and they have insurance for that. Um, Janine was up for parole ten years. After she was sentenced. However, That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. However, Chelsea's relatives fought hard to keep her locked up. And she would, when she was denied parole on that occasion, it meant she would be in prison until 2009. Uh, that's when she was eligible again. 
However, there's a little bit more to this story. I'm fucking glad, man. I don't want to think that this bitch yeah, is out. Exactly. Like, and it's not even the killing, okay? But you killed uh, my big thing. Elderly people and babies are the most oh, yeah. vulnerable fucking people out there. And here's this cunt. You know, even if the baby survives. Right. Okay. Unlike an elderly person, this baby can't turn around and say, hey, look, this nurse was injecting me with shit. And that's why I started feeling. They can't give you any logistics or any anything that happened, any, any information about what happened. Right. You totally. Know? Fucking cowardice, man. I know. 100% cowardice. That's what I agree with you right there. Um. So, let's see. In May of 2016, Janine was housed at the Lane Murray unit in Texas. And due to a Texas law that was designed to prevent overcrowding, she was set for a mandatory release in 2018. Um, However, the authorities wanted to prevent that from happening. So, on May 25th of 2017, they indicted Janine for the murder of 11-month-old Joshua Sawyer. (laughs) <laughs> one yeah. in the pocket. Right. At the time of the indictment, Nico LaHood, the Bear County District Attorney, made it clear that if need be, there were more charges they could file against her for the deaths of other children. Um, the mandatory early release law that covered her original convictions, she was to be released after completing one-third of her sentence, and the district attorney filed the new charges to avoid that. He's like, I'm filing them before she's even up for release so she can't get out. Thank you, Nico. Yeah. You fucking rock, No buddy. doubt. So in April of 2018, a judge in San Antonio denied the defense request to dimi- dismiss five new murder charges that were being handed down. So on January 16th, 2020, just last year. Janine went to court and pled guilty to the murder of 11-month-old Joshua, which occurred in 1981. And part of the plea bargain stipulated that the four other charges would be dropped. The authorities' tactic worked. Janine was sentenced to life in prison that time, and now she's not eligible for parole until her 87th birthday. (laughs) Right? Dude, she'll be in your dating pool by the time she gets out. I'm sorry, man. I like the old ladies, but she's a baby killer, so you know what? Yeah, she don't get your time of day, right? Yeah, you don't get my time, Janine, you fucking sugar-titted fucking bitch. So um, I do have some final thoughts. While researching this case, I was perplexed. Granted, she was adopted as an infant, but many people are adopted and don't commit murder. Yeah, no shit. Um, Other than the various issues that her father went through, it didn't seem like she had a rough childhood. Actually, I got two examples of people who were adopted who don't commit murder. Yeah. Number one is my buddy Dave, who's in the same band, the other guitar player. He was adopted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what he's doing? He's not fucking killing people. No, he's having guitar sex with you. <laughs> Dude, still that thinking about was that like on stage, weird. huh? Yeah, but it was—I mean, it's cool. Then you spooned Methuselah, and I was like confused. <laughs> but the other one is I had a former drummer named Keith, and he was adopted too because you know we we talked oh, yeah. about shit. And guess what? He wasn't doing. Yeah, he's not out there fucking murdering well, motherfuckers. My best friend's husband Dan—he's adopted. He drinks box wine. He but he's not killing people. That's pretty fucking close. Drinking <laughs> box wine is pretty close to murder. No, dude. No, he's not a, even. He should have life in prison. Yeah. <laughs> life in prison. <laughs> life somewhere. Um, Just, you know, away from boxes and yeah, wine because exactly. he's a disgusting motherfucker. Um, granted, she did... Oh, wait. What, uh, went through a didn't seem she had a rough childhood prior to her brother dying. Granted, she didn't claim that she was abused. However, those allegations didn't come out until way later. 
you know, and, plus, and there was no evidence of it. Because usually if children are being abused, they act out in other ways. Right. And, and honestly, the, the term abuse, while it does sound bad, is pretty subjective. I mean, what do you consider Correct. abuse? Is, is the abuse that, hey, daddy didn't give me enough hugs? Or is it that, hey, daddy went to pick me up off the, off the sidewalk once and his hand touched my butt? Right. Something stupid like that. Or is it legit abuse? Like, right. hey, dad's sneaking into my room. Like right. the hate little girl and whipping out his dick. Right. Way different. Well, I have a really good friend. Her dad, she was a tomboy, and her dad never <clears throat> used to wrestle around a lot. But when she got a little older and hit puberty, he accidentally touched her boob and refused to wrestle with her anymore. He's like, no, I don't want to, you know. Oh, yeah, no, to- totally get that. Yeah. Totally get that. I've, I know. I've had chicks that I've dated with daughters, and when they realize they get boobs, it's like, mm. no, stay the yeah. fuck away from me. Yeah. Yeah, you told me about that one girl that you you used to take care of. That yeah, the, the she, one that I helped raise. Yeah, yeah, when she went through puberty, you're like, ah, nope, can't do this anymore. <laughs> yep, that, nope. We we there's a lot of things that number one, when you get out of the bathtub, you're gonna fucking wear a robe, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or a towel, yeah. or totally a fucking uh, you know suit of armor, something. <laughs> I don't want to see anything you got going on. Yeah, no doubt, yo. I also found another perplexing issue. It's rare that you find an individual that suffers from both Munchausen. And Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. That's because, true. you know, they're either committed to hurting themselves or they're committed to hurting somebody else. They right. don't usually do both. Um, although they s- may seem f- similar, they are also different diagnoses. One instance, the individual is harming themselves to get attention, the other one, they're harming others. That calls for two different psychological profiles, which is rare. But if you think about it, if she's continuing the same behavior of hurting other people at other places, it's got to be able to sit into any normal mind that I'm actually hurting myself at the same time because right. this is going to hurt my career. Right. This is going to hurt my freedom. Right. Because if, if I, I harm myself, that's not in jeopardy. But if yeah. I harm others, that is. Yeah. So yeah. I'm kind of wondering. I would love to interview her. However, I know that I would look at her and go, you're a fucking cunt. Oh yeah, there's a lot of them that you have said that about. But, yeah, you know, I'm planning on I'm planning on writing a lot of these inmates that are still alive, just so you know we can get more information. Yeah, see, this is one that I can't write. Yeah, because I it, could, but you can't. Because I, I would probably start off like, "Dear Mrs. Jones," and then what can I write that's nice? Oh, you sugar-titted fucking cunt! <laughs> you like to kill babies? Yeah, you should fuck yourself. Why don't you come? You know, attack me? Somebody, yeah. somebody your own size? Because yeah, she's kind of big. Fucking attack me, bitch! Let's see what the yeah. fuck happens. Let's roll with it. Yeah. With my luck, she'd kick my ass, which would be fucking Probably embarrassing. She'd shank a bitch. Yeah, no shit. But she kills babies. She's baby, she, bitch! I kill babies. I'll kill you too. But yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I ain't afraid of no Scots. That's right. Prison changes a bitch. Fuck. Right. So. Nature or nurture, Scott? Nature or nurture? Nur- uh, nature, 100%. Yeah, th- Jesus that's what I fucking feel too. Christ. 110% yeah. fucking nature right Because it there. seems like her adopted family really loved her, took care of her. I mean, even when she was married, her mother, her adopted mom supported her. Right. So there was nothing to indicate that, you know. So why do you think she began to harm her patients? Like, what would put somebody on that level? Low self-esteem. That's okay. Because remember, I, I think you were saying like during the last episode, like in high school, she was a fat kid. And yeah, she was overweight and everything. And and like yeah. So she's got this low self-esteem. And she felt out of place as it was. Yeah. Yeah. So what better way to kind of 
bolster yourself, boost yourself up, right? Then to oh my god, she's a great fucking nurse. She saves babies yeah. and da da da. Yeah, you know she's like a superhero, right? I mean, and we have to take into consideration too that um, when she worked at Bear County, she was in the pediatric ICU, right? So you know those are the worst case scenario patients. You know, right? And then so, for the screaming and yelling every time a baby dies, it's, oh, once I know, again, right? it, it's all part of that self-esteem issues. Yeah. See, she grieves so hard. She must love them all so much. Right. Bring attention to herself. Yeah, that, that's all it is. Yeah, that's all it fucking is, right there. You know. Okay, look, Janine. Here's what you need to do. There's sugar tits. You need to work on that fucking self-esteem a little bit. Right. Okay. Right. Now, granted, I think that you're a piece of crap. Oh, me too. Because I But don't... you know what? Have your own self-esteem. Be confident in yourself. Right. Well, she was. She, I mean, you Well, know. you know, find... Jesus, this is so... The, right. There is so much... If I was to do a psyche eval on her, I, it would take me years. <laughs> because there's so much going right. on with her. But the, I think the, the biggest cause of this is a self-esteem issue. Right. Now, do you feel that she truly suffered from both Munchausen and Munchausen by proxy? Or do you think it was... Because those are uncontrollable needs. Right. Or do you think she just did it because, you know, she needed the attention, not because she, she couldn't stop herself? I think she needed the attention. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And I think that... That's why... Because it's both of them. I don't think she truly had them. No, as I was going to say, I don't think that she was Munchausen, but I think that she became addicted to the feeling of praise. Importance, yeah. You know, and and... People going, well, she saved these babies. Look how great right, she is. Right, she right. got addicted to that yeah. part of it. Yeah. yeah okay. And it's no different than musicians. Right, right, right. You know, uh, when when we have great shows and yeah, the we audience get praised, response and everything. Dude, yeah. I'm an attention fucking whore. I know, dude, that one show I went to, it was like you'd have those three people in their own little mosh pit, you know, just going crazy. <laughs> and it was like you were like, and then you had this old granny dancing over here and you were just like all into it. That's why musicians put on a great, great show. Right, right, right. They when, don't just stand there. And... When you're a seasoned vet in the music industry, right. if you're brand new to it, then you're kind of nervous that first well, time you get up there and go, okay, I hope I don't like, I hope yeah. I don't pop a boner while I'm doing this. Right. Well, and then there's Dwight Yoakam and he's going to sue me because he don't do shit at his concerts. Yeah. He's so boring. <laughs> Good musician, but boring right. show. Exactly. But, um, you know, it's that addiction to... The response of others mm-hmm. that lifts you up, you know, and uh, and it's a high. And I think that she's a, simply addicted to that high. Right, right. Now, they were able to prove that she murdered 10 children, but they were looking at 47. Do you think there are more of those? Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, I agree with you. It's just, you know, some people said no, but I think, I mean, the- maybe she wasn't responsible for all of them because... You know, but I see you. I would venture to say 20%-ish. It, if not more. Yeah. yeah. I'd go around 20%. Because I was going like 30, 35. And, and because much like we've seen with, with a lot of our, our medical killers. Right, right. Is obviously after the first two, three, four kills, nobody's really caught on yet. Correct. And why would they? Why would they? You're right. seeing nurses. You see doctors every right. fucking day. Especially if you're in ICU or in a hospital, that happens. Yeah, it's not like or you're going to kill the home. first person. And you're going right. to go, dude, Bob fucking off Mary over there because she was being a twat. Right, right, right. It's after a succession right. of, of continual, right. very similar. Like, hey, every time Bob goes into a mouthy 
uh, patient's right. room. It's really weird that within 24 hours, that person kind of dies or gets close right. to death. That's kind of weird. Or, you know, to the reverse, like uh, what uh, Sugar Tits here was doing and... Uh, the, the one who wanted to impress her uh, her EMT boyfriend oh, guy. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Kristen Gilbert. Yeah, you know, going. I'm gonna. I can bring him to the uh, brink of death and then bring him back. Yeah, then shock him. Well, and Niles Hogel did that too. He was the Resurrection yeah. Rambo. Right. Well, and look at Wooden um, Graham episode. I think it was episode two. Or seven. I can't remember. I can't re- remember either. But, um, but they, they did it for sex, man. That was well, one. Well, yeah, but they weren't even fetish. suspected until no. what's oh, her yeah. name told her husband. Yeah. You know? Nobody even no. fucking had a clue. Not one clue. So, so, yeah. To say that it's 20%-ish, more or less, I think it's fairly accurate because I'm pretty sure that the ones that they know about aren't the first ones that right. she's done. Right. You know, killers got to experiment first. No shit, yo. I don't believe that there is one killer out there who hasn't directly led law enforcement to where bodies are. Right. And told them the whole story that, you know, that we know who their first victim was, no matter what anybody says. Well, and that's been proven that a lot of serial killers, their first victim isn't even linked to them because it's so sloppy and doesn't fit the MO that they develop later. Yeah, you know? You got to kind of, you got to put your toe in the water first. Yeah, you have to develop your craft. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I bring everything back to music because I remember my first show that I ever did when I was a teenager. I was scared shitless. Right. Well, you talk about you still kind of are when you go on stage. Oh, every time. Every time. Because you were like... Oh, this isn't going to be a good show. We're going to screw up. We're going to have something go wrong. I get and all you that. did, but you didn't let it affect your show. Oh, yeah, because that was a technical difficulty, man. Yeah. That was fucked up. But, yeah, I, I mean, I've been doing this for, God, better part of 30 years. And in my head, I'm always going to fuck up. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm standing on the side of the stage before that last show. I'm just fucking sweating. I'm fucking just, you, were. Get this, oh, you were. You were. And then afterwards, this. I was like, you did an awesome job. You're like, are you sure? I sounded like crap and blah, blah, blah. And one of my notes was off on my guitar. And I'm like, dude, seriously, stuff talking nobody about. really fucking but, paid attention to so, that. You have to develop your craft. So I think that most serials are the same way. Mm-hmm. They're kind of saying, I think that they get an idea of what they want to do in their correct, head. Correct, correct. But, but they have to figure out how to carry that out. Yeah, so they're mm-hmm. developing it. And I don't think that this woman's any fucking different. She right. had an idea of what she wanted to do. She hey, if I can do this and pull it off, people are going to think I'm fucking everything. Well, yeah, look at Bittaker and Norris. We're going to have part two tomorrow. They're the Ooh, ones yeah. that uh, picked up like 20-some hitchhikers to try to figure out the ruse they were going to use to get women in the van. Yeah, you see, they did it right, though. Yeah. I'm going to... As much as I don't like what they did to their victims. Oh, yeah, totally. They did it right. I got to yeah. give them credit, except for they the started in the one. middle of the fucking cycle. Right. And then the first one, they actually attacked to get her in. She didn't get in willingly. But all the other ones, they just took a ride with them. Yeah. Yeah. So at least they did some research. But just like all the other ones, you got to research it to develop what the fuck you're going to do, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, now, I know what your answer is going to be to this, but. Um, no. The Bear County Medical Facility, should they have been held responsible for destroying those documents? Oh, yeah. Because it was a subpoena. That's like, <clears throat> isn't that a felony? I think that they should have all gone to prison Me and too. gotten life without parole. Right. And it, like a federal jail, because it's like you violated yeah. a subpoena. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. You know, and not it's not just like a tax evasion type right. of thing. And it wasn't like they were doing it just to clear her, to protect her. They were doing it to protect themselves. Right. See, like for things like when people shred documents for tax uh, purposes and shit like that, <laughs> I look at that as it's a victimless crime. Yes. It really is. Stop confessing on the air, Scott. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I pay my... T- I, I avoid paying... Right. right, you get drunk. Taxes. Yeah. You know, you and I, Lady Gaga get drunk as hell before you sign it, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. I have like, to... Dude. I got to take some fucking drinks before I start signing that yeah. fucking check. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I look at it, what This is a lame-ass amount I've got to fucking pay you assholes. But it's a victimless crime. Yeah. But we're talking, they're shredding documents, and there's mm-hmm. victims, clear victims in this crime. These are infants. Right. These are children. Right. So they're like, oh, we're going to save our ass. Fuck you. Right. Fuck you right in the ear, people. Yeah. And I admire Dr. Holland for actually doing her own investigation. Oh, and, shit, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, because it's not like she's like, I have to protect myself and I'm not going to turn her in. She was like, I will help you any way you want, you know, because this is messed up. I like her so much. I wish she played doctor with me. Well, she did keep her clinic open. I think it's still open down there. Mm, she can um, give me an exam. She's so stupid. She's a pediatric doctor. So <laughs> I not don't, a I penis don't have a, doctor. I don't, I, I don't have a diaper issue. So. <laughs> You're so oh, my God. <laughs> You're like putting a diaper in a little bonnet and sleep in a crib? No? Mm, I'm going to have to pass on that one. Because <laughs> I get drunk I'll and piss that thing I'll never get that video out of my head that you sent me that one time. <laughs> so my question here is if Dr. Holland would have just fired her, you know, made her resign, do you think she would have gone on to another clinic or something and killed more people? Yeah. Yeah. She's addicted to the fucking praise. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. I mean, there's a lot of them that we know for sure would go out there and keep killing. I mean, Manson's a perfect example, but, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he straight up said in an interview, I'll do it again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heartbeat. So that's all I have for Janine. Do you have any questions? I have none. I know, because I rounded that out. See, sometimes you have questions in the middle, and I'm give me a minute. I'll explain. <laughs> Trying to keep my mouth shut, because normally you get the shit that I'm wondering. <laughs> I know you do. But, yeah, it was like, I didn't like her at all, but we had to feature her. You know, I'm excited for tomorrow's episode. So let's wrap this one up. Oh, the toolbox killers? You ready for the rest of that one? Yeah, because it's disgusting, but it's like a train wreck. And I'm oh like, my God, you just see, don't even know. I want to see how this. Yeah, because we're going to get out. into their uh, trials. Sweet. Yeah. So I, I'm done. I'm All totally right. Done. Remember that you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website. At TwistedBlueLLC.com. Click on that Amazon link. They're having Black Friday sales right now. Uh, early Black Fridays, as a matter of fact. I know. I keep on getting freaking notification no, after notification. Uh, check us out on Medium. Yep. And Crime Beat that's on Medium. And a couple other. Just look up at Brutal Nation. And, yeah, because we're on a couple other publications, too. But yeah. Yep. And you'll find us. This show's copyrighted 20. 21 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. You look like you got something to say. What? No, I was I just thinking it? about tomorrow. It's so funny. Oh, oh, okay. You had a really look. No. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.